Welcome back to the Worldview Minute. As we continue to look at the doctrine of man, who is man, we have to address the topic of race. And boy, is that an explosive topic in today's world. If you want to get into a fight, if you want to get into an online all-out brawl, let's talk about race. Even within the church, we have absorbed so much of culture's thinking on race that a lot of our pastors, seminary professors, and whatnot sound more like a woke university professor than they do like a prophet of the Lord. So how should Christians think about race? Well, first, let's take a step back and let's look at how society thinks about race. We have lots of different movements around the idea of race and racism, especially in today's world, falling under that woke umbrella, critical race theory, this idea that race is primary to an individual, that racism is baked into society, that if you are white and you have power and privilege, then you are ultimately guilty of things like whiteness and white privilege and even in that form, racism. That racism doesn't need to be active, but rather you're born into that sin simply by virtue of the color of your skin. And if you're a minority, then you're automatically a victim. So we have this oppressed versus oppressor class baked into the system, as it were, that racism is pervasive. And the way to overcome that is to trumpet diversity. And that brings us back to that quote I read to you uh, about, about postmodernism. That is postmodernism, the idea that Truth is relative to the individual or the culture. And a Robert Letham's quote on this from the Holy Trinity is helpful. He says, in a somewhat different way, this is in comparison to Islam, which drives everything to one. In a somewhat different way, postmodernism is unable to account for the unity in diversity. Postmodernism is a militant diversifying principle without a basis for unity. What Lethem is getting at here is that postmodernism is pushing diversity, diversity, diversity. That is the cure. If we just keep diversifying more and more, if we keep dividing people up more and more, then somehow society will get better. Well, the problem with that should be obvious. If we're going to divide everyone up into all these different oppressed groups and tally up all the wrongs between these groups, how do you think that there will ever be any sense of unity and coming back together as a society? Well, you can't have unity without a universal. If there is no universal, then there is no unity to be built upon. And since postmodernism denies the idea of universal truth, we lose any foundation whatsoever for there to be uh, unity. And we see this in critical race theory. One of the founding and most influential voices in critical race theory has been Kimberly uh, Crenshaw. She has written on this that you as a minority, that her as a black woman, uh, that the primary way that we should see the world is not that I'm a person who happens to be black, but rather that I am black. That my race is primary to who I am and to my identity. And we don't want to go to the opposite extreme and say that um, your race, as it were, has no impact whatsoever. That, of course, is absurd. But this is the, this is the ethic of postmodernism. The diversity trumps the unity. That is primary. Your humanity is secondary, and this, of course, is no different than, than the old KKK, where your whiteness was primary and humanity was second. Your blackness was primary and humanity was second, therefore I can treat you worse. And really, the idea of race is non-existent in the Bible as we talk about it today, and even non-existent scientifically. In the rise of Darwinism as it came about, and the idea of survival of the fittest, and that some are greater than others. Again, unity and equality is not even desirable in a Darwinistic universe. They looked for a biological basis for race. And scientifically speaking, there is no basis for that. None whatsoever. That's why most postmodern scholars and critical theorists today 
Uh, they speak about race as being a cultural construct because there is no basis for it in biology. And as Christians, we can say there is no basis uh, for it in Scripture either because this is the counter-truth that Christianity puts forward. The human race is one. It is fundamentally one. We all share the same common parents, Adam and Eve, going back to our last episode. All humans bear the image of God. There's a fundamental unity and equality because every human across every demographic bears that image of God. Sometimes Christian forgot, Christians have forgotten this and they should get scorned for that. But it's interesting to note that Christians who forgot this have got scorned for that. But Darwinists and naturalists who, who inspired ideas like Nazi Germany, that there's a superior, scientifically superior race, don't get knocked for this. Their hands are way more bloody on this topic uh, than Christians are. And in fact, Christians who did that were going against the clear teaching of Scripture, whereas Darwinists were going with the clear implications of Darwinism. But postmodernism is pushing us to always diversify and divide. Christianity starts with this universal foundation. Humanity is one. We are equal in our worth and value because we all bear the image of God. And second, it flattens us all out again because we're all equal and that we have all inherited that same sinful nature from our first father, Adam. We're all equal value and we're all equally guilty in being sinners by nature. That is the Christian truth about the human race. There is one human race. And that one human race is being remade into the image of Christ to everyone across all different people groups who repent and believe in Christ. So the Bible doesn't speak about race, but it does speak about ethnos or ethnicities. And ethnicity is far more complicated uh, than race ever was or ever will be. We, we reduce race to skin color and facial features. That's basically how we divide race up. The Bible, when it uses the term ethnicity, is far more nuanced and complicated. It's more rooted in language and culture and nation than it actually is on just how you look. In fact, we sometimes read Old Testament texts or New Testament texts like the book of Acts, and we say, hey, look, the church is overcoming racism. The modern concept of race didn't exist until around the 1500s. They didn't think in the racial categories that we did. Rome was diverse, and Romans were diverse. I mean, Paul, as an ethnic Jew, had Roman status because he was a Roman citizen. Right? So we can't impose our thinking back onto biblical times because it just, it just wasn't there. So the Bible puts forward, though, that there are different ethnicities. And these ethnicities are all part of the one human race, all equal. And that is rooted in language and culture. So to bring it forward to, to modern times, a white person and a black person who are both Americans are closer in ethnicity than a black person is with a black, or black American is with a black African or a white American is with a white Russian. Why? Because our language, our culture, our stories, the way we think are far closer culturally even though our skin color is different because we grow up in the same culture, the same ethnos, than people who happen to share our skin color, who live in different parts of the world. And in fact, even within America, there's different subcultures and sub-ethnicities because the Midwest culture and language and way we speak is far different than the South. I've lived in both. It's far different than the coast. There is, a, again, ethnicity is far more complicated now, then races, or even when we talk about a white American today versus a white European from before the time of Christ, a white Germanic European. The way I think about the world is fundamentally different. My ethnos is fundamentally different than someone who came from a Germanic tribe pre-Christ. So race is fundamentally reductionistic 
and ethnicity is way different, far more complicated, but you can't as easily assign guilt based upon ethnicity for that reasons. And that's why uh, the culture really doesn't want to talk about it. So Christianity, though, does offer us this unity in diversity. The Bible says people from every tribe, nation, and tongue, every ethnos, every ethnicity will come into the kingdom and they will have their, their sins forgiven by Christ. And this is the new human race that Christ is building. And this diversity and this unity in diversity is found in that people from every tribe, nation, and tongue will worship at the, the throne of the Lamb. And this is rooted in this idea of the Trinity, as we talked about in the last uh, series, this Trinity is unity and diversity, diversity in unity. And we can celebrate both as Christians because we have the proper foundation. There are universal truths. There is a universal fundamental unity of the human race. And there's also beauty in the diversity of God's ethnicities that he's put into creation. So Christianity gives us something that postmodern critical race theory, wokeness can't give us. It's not endless division. And it's also not an ignoring of all the differences, but rather it is a fundamental unity and equality that we start from bearing God's image and being sinners in Adam and a fundamental universal renewal happening from every tribe, nation, and tongue for all who repent and believe in Christ. That's, that's the Christian worldview on race. There is only one race. Lots of, ethnicity, lots of ethnicities, but only one race. I encourage you to continue on with us as we build this doctrine of man, the foundations of the Christian worldview. Please consider like, commenting, and sharing this with any other Christian who you would think, or non-Christian, who would benefit from this study.